Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jantz, and my guest today is J.J. Ramberg. She is the longtime host of the very popular MSNBC TV program, Your Business, and she's also got her own business called GoodSearch.com, and she's written a book called It's Your Business. As a matter of fact, 183 essential tips that will transform your small business. So we're going to talk about some really quick tips that can help you with your business. So, JJ, welcome. Hi there, John. Thanks for having me. Sure. So, you know, I spent a lot of years growing up being called JJ as well. So you know. Yeah, all JJs are boys for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> I constantly put in the boys' cabinet camp until yeah. I got there. And my, my, <laughs> my mom didn't think two were enough, so my middle name's Joseph. So if you really want to go, I can be three Js. So you have, I've been a guest on the show, thank you very much, uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, come to New York and put on makeup and get to hang out with you for a while, um, and you have, I don't know, in six years or so, what does that work out to, three or four hundred guests, <laughs> maybe, um, so I'm, I'm, we were talking off the air, You a lot of these 183 tips uh, came from guests, so tell me a little bit, of, you, you were starting to tell me about how the idea for this book came along and how it kind of syncs up with your business. Yeah, so I started hosting the show in 2006, and I launched my company, Good Search, in 2005. So I've been in this incredibly lucky position where I've gotten to go around the country and interview all these small business owners and find out how they're making it work and how they're growing and how they survived the recession, and then get to bring home a lot of the, those learnings and try them out in my own business. And so this book is basically, you know, as I say in the intro, it's an insight into my scribbles. So when I'm sitting in an interview and someone says something and I think to myself, wow, that is so brilliant and so easy. I have to go try this in good search right now. That's what this book is, just 183 of those. Yeah, and I am, um, I mean, I love the you know, the the big theory books that are, you know, 700 pages long. But I think most people really love this format, too, because it's very digestible. You can literally flip open to any page and find something that you can do. You know, I've got five minutes. It's like, oh, there's an insight. Yeah, well, look, I mean, in five years, I launched a company, um, started this TV show, got married and had three kids. <laughs> and so I am the definition of not having extra time. And so I want it. This is, I am the audience for this book. I want some really good insight really quickly that, you know, if I can read it in three paragraphs, I don't want to read it in 300 pages. Well, and you've done a nice job too of kind of breaking it up into sections about leadership and customers and relationships. And I think that that somebody can really even dial in and say, I'm kind of having trouble with this, this area. Maybe what are some quick tips I can get for that? So maybe if you, if you've got the book there, uh, um, you, you can dive in and I know you had a couple of co-authors, uh, on, on this with you, but maybe you can dive in and say, well, here are a couple or, or just share a couple examples maybe of, of some. And I, I've got some that I circled, but I, I, I I want you to go first. I'm sure. So one of my favorite tips um, is learn how to not say no to potential customers. I think it's, if I remember, it's tip number 16. And um, the reason I I figured out this tip is I was sitting in a Pilates studio in New York City waiting um, waiting to interview the co-founders of the studio. And some woman walked in and asked the receptionist, do you guys have yoga here? And the receptionist ripped replied by saying, we have cardiolotties and Pilates. Have you ever tried cardiolotties? And I was just sitting there listening to this and I thought, wow, that is so interesting. She didn't say, no, we don't have yoga, even though the fact is they didn't have yoga. 
And the woman who came in ended up saying, I don't know what cardiolatis is and learned about it and signed up for a class. And I asked the co-founders about this when I interviewed them and they said that was by design. So they teach everyone, don't say no if you don't have to. No is really off-putting and it ends conversations. What you really want to do is offer something else up instead. And it was so easy and so brilliant. And so now whenever anyone asks me something for Good Search, it's almost like a game. Okay, if we don't offer this, how can I not say no? And how can I offer something that is better or more interesting? Yeah, and I, and I think that the key point there, though, is that it's kind of a mindset, too, because, I mean, you there's some employees that, you, that, that maybe just have that mindset, and they naturally are going to think, oh, no, but you'd love this. But if you kind of make it a routine and so that everybody in the organization knows that we don't get to say no, I mean, it almost becomes a core value. I think that's when you really start. It just starts becoming ingrained in habit. Yeah, a lot of these tips are, are um, like that. They're, they're ways, different ways of framing things. So Barry Moltz, who comes on the show a lot, um, said to me once, people buy painkillers more than they buy vitamins. And so always frame your company, your service, your product as what pain are you solving, not what benefit are you bringing. And again, that's just simply just switching the way you think about something and can have a big effect on, you know, have a big difference. Now, now you have on the show, of course, have had just a wide range of folks, you know, up and coming businesses that are household names. Um, you know, uh, in the book, you talk about, um, uh, where's my list here? Tom Shoes, Zipcar, Sam Adams Beards. I mean, are there, are there some companies that you find or that you've come across where they just are a fountain of, <laughs> of these kind of little tips? Well, almost every company that is successful is. It's interesting because when I, when I went back and, and re-interviewed some people and I'd say to them, you know, do you have some really quick practical tip that has changed the way your business is run? A lot of people say to me, no, I can't think of anything. And then once you start talking to them, suddenly you hear about 20 of them within an hour because these things become so natural to the business owners that they don't realize anymore what a big deal it was. Um, when they started, or, or some of them, it's just their instinct, but it may not be my instinct, and so I learn from them. Yeah, no, and I think that I, I run across that all the time, people that are doing things that nobody else in their industry is doing just because that's what their mom told them. You know, that's how you <laughs> treat people, you know, and they just take it for granted. Don't, you mean not everybody does that? We should make a big deal out of that? Um, what about some what about some companies we've never heard of? I mean, I know you also have these these kind of startups and people that are just getting going, and I know you list a few of those. Are there are there a couple of those? Uh, you know, the the uh, the dog wash or the uh, or or even Good Search. You know, for example, is it, you know is a, is a company that's doing some good things that that maybe people maybe not a household word yet. Um, yeah, well, hopefully Good Search is getting to be more and more of a household word. Okay, well, so so I'll stop you. Right, I'll stop you right there. Give a plug for Good Search because I think it's worthy of a plug. Um, oh, well, thank you. So Good Search is a company I started with my brother um, in 2005. And basically what it does is turn your everyday actions into ways to support your favorite cause. So every time you search the Internet, shop online, or dine out, a donation is made to your favorite charity or school at no cost to you. So we, uh, we had about 15 million people use the site last year. Um, we've, we've raised... Uh, um, more than $9 million for good causes, and we're growing, which wow. is exciting. Wow. Oh, awesome. All right, so then let me loop back to that. A any of your just – any quirky company that's just fun do but, but maybe we've never heard of that you had on the show or that contributed some tips? 
Yeah, well, so many. I mean, there, there are tons of them. But, you know, one of the reasons I started this book or started writing this book also came from a tip that I learned from my mother. So my mom started a company in her 40s called JobTrack with my brother, and it, it consolidated job listings for colleges. It eventually became an Internet company and sold to Monster.com. But when it started, it wasn't. The Internet didn't exist. Um, and they had a lot of customer service on the phone. And what my mom did was she gave everyone in her office a mirror and said to them, listen, a smile travels over the phone lines and customer service. We're going to live or die by customer service. So I want to make sure you're smiling when you're on the phone. And so that mirror, I mean, obviously everyone wasn't staring at themselves when they picked up the phone, but it was a reminder to everyone that, hey, a core part of this culture here is that I need to be friendly and helpful and smile when I'm on the phone. And that was much more effective than putting some silly sign up that says smile or, or something like that. And, you know, I always remember that from my mom's company. Actually, when, when we launched Good Search um, and hired our first employees, my father sent me a box of mirrors. And so I thought that that is the kind of tip that I want this book to be full of, you know, things that I might not have thought of myself that are so smart. Yeah, you know, I, I... I know that there are times when I don't have a mirror here, but I, I certainly know that there are times when you can hear people smiling um, uh, across the phone lines. I think that's I think that is and and conversely, uh, you can hear when when somebody's you know phoning it in, uh, so to speak. Um, yeah. So here's a couple I want to ask you about uh, to to really elaborate on. Turn your experience into an asset. Or, I'm sorry, your inexperience into an asset. Yeah, this is from Aaron Roselle and. Um, Basically, what she said is, if you don't know something, just ask. A lot of us are really embarrassed to ask something or feel uncomfortable. And she said that when she first started her company, she got a lot of free help from people with accounting and with technology just by simply asking. Um, and she gave us some advice on, on actually how to ask people about not being too pushy. If they say no, walk away, no returning the favor later on. But I think it's something... Um, you know, it's something a lot of people don't necessarily feel comfortable doing, but people people like to help. You have to remember, people like to help people who they like and companies they believe in. Well, because I've been on the show and talked about it, you know, I talk a lot about referrals, and, and that's something that, you know, I would extend to that topic, too. A lot of times people feel, you know, embarrassed to ask, or will they think I'm begging, and, and what I think the opposite, what they typically find is if you're doing good work for somebody, they, they love to help their friends out. I mean, we're kind of wired to do that. Um, and everybody likes to talk about when they got a good deal or had a good experience. And so I think uh, I think you're actually doing them a disservice in some cases by, by not asking. By not asking. You know, there's another tip in here that comes from Justine Stamen Ariaga, who um, was the founder of the Teak Fellowship. And what she said, though, is when people want to give you help, so if someone offers, someone's excited about your company, excited about you, and wants to offer their help, be sure to ask them for three specific things because someone's excitement isn't enough to actually get help from them. You have to be specific about it and make sure they don't have to be a mind reader. You, they might end up giving you help that you don't even want, which is incredibly uncomfortable. Um, and so and so, be proactive about getting that help from them. Well, I think that's such a great tip, too, because the other thing you do is you make it easier for them to help you. If you just Absolutely. say, oh, yeah, I need a lot of help in every way, you know, okay. Uh, but if you say, you know what, I could really use the name of a great accountant, well, that maybe is a little easier for me to zero in on. So that, that's a exactly. great tip. Uh, there's another one that I thought was interesting. Be ready with a photo pitch <laughs> on your phone. Yeah, it seems like it would be so obvious, right? But a lot of us forget. There, 
a picture, you know, tells a thousand words, says a picture's worth a thousand words. Sorry about that. Um, and we all have smartphones. Most of us do. And so if you have a product or you have a website, have it right there on your phone, really accessible. So you can show someone that's much easier than explaining your product or your service. Well, and I know I just uh, I actually spoke at an event this morning, and I kind of was looking out uh, at a very large audience, and I was looking out across the audience, and, and you know, rough estimate was about 60% of them had iPads, um, and and that's what people are kind of taking notes on. And I think I think the, the, all of these tablets are such a great tool for loading your presentations. I mean, I, I think they're a great sales tool. I mean, even even you're you're talking about be ready, you know, when the opportunity comes about, but but even I think going out and making a call anymore, I think that the screens on these things are so stunning that you can really uh, have a very nice personal uh, touch without kind of dragging out the projector. Absolutely. Agreed. So one of the things that you did in this book, and I've seen this in a couple books, but I think it's really, uh, really cool in your uh, instance because you have so many videos that you've done, you know, the actual interviews that you're actually able to point back to, and, and you've kind of added this interactive aspect to the book um, w- with the uh, the barcodes, or, or are they the Microsoft codes? They're the QR codes. Q- oh, they are just QR codes, which are uh-huh. which are essentially a form of barcode. So. Yep. Um, where somebody can shoot with their smartphone and all, and and all of a sudden uh, they're going to see your smiling face and hear you talking. And I think I think that's just kind of a really cool way to add tons of, I mean, extension and engagement to the book. Was that um, something that uh, that that you know you and you obviously intentionally wanted to add more value to the book? Yeah, we thought of this early on when we first started getting these tips because, as I said, a lot of the tips come from people we've interviewed, and so. We have whole stories about the tips. You know, there's a, there are a couple paragraphs in the book, but we may have a whole five-minute story on the tip. Or even if it's not the tip, it might be a five-minute story on the company or the founder that, that someone who's reading the tip might be interested in. Awesome. Well, uh, is there a site, a website for the book? I wasn't sure if there was. Um, it's there itsyourbusinessbook.com. Okay. cool. It's your business book. Go find out about it. See some of the tips. And obviously, uh, uh, the show uh, is awesome, especially when I'm on. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Absolutely true. (laughs) Well, JJ, thank you so much for joining us. And this is one of those kind of books you just put there and and grab inspiration uh, as you need it. Uh, uh, It's a very quick read because of the the various uh, short tips. And then you've got all that extra content. So uh, awesome catching up with you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in New York sometime soon. Thank you so much, John. Can't wait to see you. Take care. Bye-bye.